if you want to be in the gang, you have to be cool like daddy. Look how daddy walks. Look how cool he is. You need to keep a gangster. You need to keep a gangster. Yeah, you need to be cool. Don't laugh, I'm being cool. Oh, cool. Even when you put a gun, you have to be cool like this. Boom, and you try. No, I can't shoot people. What? I can't shoot them, they didn't do anything to me. How are you gonna do the heist with us if you don't shoot people? You know what's really ironic about that scene right there? What's that? The fact that he thinks he's really being cool. So it's not just an act? So it's, it's, I'm not talking about Chappie, I'm talking about Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja the guy thinks he's really being cool. So he, he's, is he, he's not being ironic? No, I think the yeah. director told him, hey, uh, try to teach Chappie to be cool and you know, just, just go with that. Yeah, so and then he pulls out the strut and he pulls out the hand on the crotch and the... Uh, Hundred dollar bill, Ben Franklin face, the underwear, boxers. yeah, the underwear that he got from Spencer's. Yeah, that that wasn't wardrobe. That was what he was wearing. He stripped down. That's what he wore to set. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew. As always, I'm joined by Badway. Badway wants to talk about movie. <laughs> we want to welcome all new listeners. For those that don't know, this is the podcast where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics, find their silver linings, and fill in the blanks that the movie writers might have left out. You can keep in touch with us. You can find us at our website at thelastrowpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We're also on Google+. You can leave us some comments on the SoundCloud player. And lastly, head on out to iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you like what we do. Every little bit counts. We appreciate everyone that's left a, show, left a review so far. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to receiving some more. Yeah. So today we did Chappie. Chappie? Now in theaters. Well, maybe not now, depending on what you Let's do it a year from now. It's not in theaters anymore. IMDb, 7.4%. 7.4. Rotten Tomatoes, 32%. The big disparity there. Yeah. Metacritic, 4.1%. 2015, rated R, director Neil... neil With two L's. neil Blumkamp. In the near future. Blumkin? Blumkin. Neil Blumkin. Blumkamp. Be respectful. <laughs> in the near future, a mechanic... A mechanized police force patrols the streets and deals with lawbreakers. Is this RoboCop? But now, the people are fighting back. When one police droid is stolen and given new programming, he acquires the ability to feel and think for himself. While the robot, dubbed Cheppy, puzzles out human behavior, the authorities begin to see him as a danger to mankind and order. They will stop at nothing to ensure that Cheppy is the last his kind. What do you think about that? That intro. I think it sounds a lot like RoboCop. It is a bit. It's like RoboCop mixed with Short Circuit mixed with uh, whatever the hell else. <laughs> Any other robot movie? <laughs> Insert robot movie here. So uh, so we did the movie Chappie. So this is a, a two-parter episode. The first half is all Chappie non-spoiler edition. Non-stop Chappie. So you can listen to this spoiler-free, third act spoiler-free, I should say. Yeah, we're going to talk about the plot, but we yeah. won't tell you about the ending. Right. And the second half is our definitive the last row bot robot list. So we have a definitive top 10 list of all time movie robots. So stay tuned for that a little bit later on. So uh, let's see what some of the critics thought. So let's go to Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see how rotten these tomatoes are. Oh, they're rotten. So uh, with a 33%, 32, excuse me. I think that this movie definitely had some controversy. And I mentioned this on Twitter and we got some people that responded to us we decided to go see this movie last weekend. Yes. And when we watched it, we figured, hey, it's going to be a good movie and all that. Not that I think it was bad. We'll get into that in a minute. But this was very critically mixed. So Rotten Tomatoes, we pulled three three reviews. The first one says, 
Quote, if only our hero were likable or emotionally compelling, viewers might be able to overlook Blomkamp's frenzied, overreaching plot. Shots fired, This Margo. is Margot Harrison from some blog that I don't know about. Whatever. I forgot what it is. But it was an interesting little take there. A, a yeah. sort of a hot take, if you will. A, I, a, a, a tepid take. I think she kind of... She kind of said what I was thinking. Yeah. Next one. Peter Howell from the Toronto Star. Sci-fi filmmaker Neil Blomkamp bolts together used in stolen parts for his robot movie Chappie, and the lamentable result is far from riveting. How do you feel about that? He's calling he's calling him a little bit of a thief, like you know, the he whole is. Robin Thick, blurred lines, yeah. you know, Marvin Gaye thing. This I think he's is he quote unquote borrowing. I think he was calling him out a little bit. Not fair, but Kind of fair. Let's hear what Rafer Guzman says from Newsday. A loud and unpleasant, quote, RoboCop rehash that gives us no one to root for and nothing to think about. I'm oh, sorry. Can we just... I know, I know it has a little bit of shades of RoboCop, but RoboCop is one guy. Yeah. And there's a million of these police droids out there. So but that's listen, where the comparison ends. You're going to get... robot cops. You're going to get robot cop comparisons when you got robot cops so if you have robot cops you're immediately gonna think robocop yeah okay. because it's in the word it's in the word it's in it's the a word. brilliant title by now, robocop they just they stole that idea yeah. for all mankind but what did you what did you think of this movie well i'm a sucker for robot movies yeah. especially robot movies with some personality okay so i love the movie love loved loved is too strong a word let me, let me immediately backtrack that i liked the movie you liked it. But I, I admit that it did have some major flaws with what kind of movie this movie wanted to be. What's your percentage scale on a Rotten Tomatoes scale? Give me give me a percentage. I'm putting I'm, you on the spot. I'm still, I'm going to give it a, a 65%. 65? Okay. Some arbitrary number. Right. I'm going to give it a 65. Okay. But, and that's all 65, all due to Chappie and Chappie's learning experiences with Ninja and Yolandi and Dion. So if you had to watch a movie of Ninja strutting around in Benjamin Franklin boxers, what would you give it? Oh, that's cool. Like a negative? That's an, no, that's an 80% by itself, 80. as long as he's te- teaching Chappie how to do it. No, I'm saying cha- no Chappie, you're watching Ninja. I guess you'd be watching a uh, D. Antwoord Look, video then. I've, I've, I've walked out of YouTube videos of D. Antwoord, okay? <laughs> you walked out? I didn't, I didn't hit the X. I, yeah. just, I just stood up and walked in the other room. That's how walk-outable their videos are, but that's not about so them you, now. So you did enjoy Chappie. it, though? I did enjoy it. I will say that in the non-Chappie scenes, I was thinking, I kind of want to see Chappie right now. You know what I mean? And... I, I know the movie wasn't just about that. I know it wasn't Short Circuit 3. Right. And even though as much as I wanted it to be, I knew it wasn't that. And I, I do respect Neil Blomkamp's, um, his style of filmmaking, and I know he's more serious than sure. that. Sure. But I feel like the some of the flaws of the movie led it led me to just crave more of the interaction with a robot and, or cyborg, android, whatever you want to call it, and his character. And I think that you kind of summed up how I felt. Sure. I think I liked it a little less than you. Now, yeah. I didn't dislike the movie. I, I want to preface it by saying that, but I am going to yep. be a little critical of it during this episode. Generally, I tend to be a love fest. It tends to be a love fest from from Drew here on most movies, yeah. even ones that aren't very good. But this time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peel back the rose-colored glasses. We're gonna, I'm going to be a little bit more critical of it. I liked Chappie, the robot. I liked Dev Patel. I thought he was great. Sure. Um, you know, there was a couple other characters that I did enjoy. I loved, huge I loved huge Ackman, huge, Ack- huge, Ack- huge Ackman, <laughs> huge, Ackman. um, he was looking pretty huge in this movie. <laughs> a little jacked. He was a little he jacked was, for Hugh. He was a little act <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, he acted very well. He jacked very well. <laughs> um, but, but I did enjoy huge Ackman. Um, I thought he was really good. I thought the acting was pretty good by everybody. In fact, 
and and this is before I get into my hate of Ninja. Yeah. I didn't think that he was, I didn't realize that he was from that music group. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm showing my age a little bit. Yeah. I'm an old man here. Oh, yeah. Well, 30 years old. I'm they're, old. They're not really up our alley. You know, uh, they're not in our age range, I guess. I knew of them, but I didn't realize that he was of that fame. Yeah. And I thought for as crappy of a, a person that this guy may be in real life, and that's all speculation, by the way. Sure. He was a pretty good Persona. actor. Pretty good actor. He was not bad. Not bad at all. I didn't think they were musicians. I thought <laughs> yeah. they made a song for the movie. I'm no, like, these yeah. actors made a song? It was their first acting job and not bad at all for, for a first timer, not for sure. But overall, I thought it was a good movie. Not great. And I could see why the, the critics are a little all over the place on this one. Enjoyable, to say the least. But this brings up an interesting point, okay? Neil Blomkamp. Is that how you say it? Blomkamp? Sure. That's how we'll say we'll, it. We'll call it that. He's drawing a lot of criticism for this film. And yeah, this right? takes me to the point that I wanted to ask you about. A lot of people are fairly or unfairly, depending on your opinion, uh-huh. comparing him to a certain other person that is somewhat controversial after he made a really great film in The Sixth Sense. He made a pretty good film in Unbreakable. He made an okay film in whatever else. And Sides. Made, yeah. Village. We're talking about Shamalamalamalan. No. Now, tell me what you think about this. You brought that up, and I just, I don't see the comparison at all. I really don't. The only comparison I can see is a lot of people put a lot of pressure on Neil. Sure. Because of District 9 was was so great. It was such a great and very, uh, I don't know, very different movie. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's no District 9. Elysium is no District 9. And Chappie is no District 9. He should get away from that kind of movie. But it's unfair to, like, just paint him in that corner. Just like like M. Night Shyamalan with with The Sixth Sense. Sure. Every movie that he did after The Sixth Sense was compared to The Sixth Sense. Well, it's not The Sixth Sense. Every, he's gone downhill. That's the only comparison I see is being compared to your first really good movie. But do you think that it's fair if he got the praise for The Sixth Sense to be, mm-hmm. you know, fairly compared to the success of that for if a movie's not as good, do you think he it's fair to judge it against a better movie? No, I, I feel like you should judge the the director or actor's movie based on his past movie. They should all stand on their own. Okay. And I know they're 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 only similar in the sense that that's kind of the 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 style of the shooting, which a lot of directors have the same style yeah. of shooting. Well, I mean, Spielberg and, and yeah, all these the guys color do. schemes and all that. And, yeah, Wes Anderson. Yeah. I, they should all be. They should all stand on their own. And I don't think that Elysium is like District Nine, no. or Chappie is like District Nine, or Chappie is like Elysium. Well, I mean, they're they kind of look the same just because yeah. of the setting. That's really it. Well, they're all in the like slummy areas of you know Johannesburg and yeah. South Africa, and that's that's just you know all movies in America aren't the same either. Right. You know, you're right. I mean, I think you I think you said that very well. But I think you made a good point to me before we recorded about M Night Shyamalan. His issue was that he was constantly chasing the twist. Chasing the twist, absolutely. You know, and th- and that's his fault because, you know, he he got known for the twist. Yeah. And then he became this guy who's oh, it's about the twist. Right. And it shouldn't matter, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't compartmentalize yourself into something like that. Right. But anyway, I don't think that this is a fair comparison. This guy's got what three major movies right now. I thought District 9 was excellent. Yeah. I enjoyed Elysium. It wasn't the greatest movie ever. Sure. I think that this was better than Elysium. Elysium, Elysium, Elysium. I think this was better. Yeah, I mean, he's had three movies, and none of them were disasters. Like, I know you see Chappie. Right. What was it, 17%? I forget what we said already. It was uh, 32. 32%. It's, it's, no, it's no disaster. And Ed Shyamalan has had some disasters yeah. in his catalog, so. And I think all of these are better than all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies. Sure. So, uh, except for the Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense overrated, though. Sixth Sense overrated. It is overrated, overrated. but maybe that's time. Yep. 
Um, so let's just jump right into the movie. You know, I we typically break this down by plot and all this stuff, but maybe we shouldn't because we were saying that we're not going to give spoilers. Yeah. So let's just talk about groupings of people. And we've got, you know, Dion, played by Dev Patel. Uh-huh. We've got Huge Ackman, or Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. Vincent, and the Moose, which we put into the title of the section. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess... Theoretically, I mean, in this movie, Dev Patel is this creator that creates all kinds of robots. He creates this police force and everything. And you've got Vincent, played by Hugh Ackman, um, who is this other creator, rival creator, more of a meathead. Yeah. Ex-military. Ex-military man. They're both like high-level engineers, very brilliant men, both developing androids to help bolster the police force. One is very much like the Hugh Jackman, his, his name is the Moose. The, the droid is the moose. Yeah. It's this huge war machine, for lack of a better Looks word. Looks like something out of RoboCop. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Whereas um, Dev Patel's character de- develops the Chappie-like police droids that are completely controlled by... I mean, they, they're not they're not sentient in any way, but right. they, they, have a, they have a mission to do they and they AI. follow through on it. They have AI, yeah. And there's, you know, there's like a whole force of them, a whole SWAT team of them, if, if you will. So let me ask you, who... In your mind, is the better creator, and why? Well, I'm going to say Dion Def Patel is the better creator because he he created the machines that actually go out on the missions. He he won over the boss, so to speak. And but were the, his machines better? I think they were. I mean, because they get to go in ahead. They're kind of like the front line of any raid. It probably completely or almost a hundred percent diminishes police fatalities and. They are, they're kind of uh, fool, foolproof as far as they're not going to turn on humans. So it's not like there's no way they're going to. Well, well, unless you have that, a secret so, key that looks like a, a Logitech yeah. USB thing. Right. But that for your mouse. But that key is needed just as well for the moose. That's true, too. And as far as one big war machine, you don't need that when you're when you're busting down a little weed rig drug raid. You don't need the big guns. But why can't you have both? I mean, these bad guys, as we see from the only guy in the movie, they got subtitles. Yeah. And I could understand him just as well as everybody else. I mean, to be honest, I could barely understand what the hell Ninja was saying. And we yeah. had subtitles for the for the warlord, Ninja's like overlord guy, who yeah. probably talked more clearly than Ninja himself. <laughs> but we got subtitles on him. Thanks, Neil. Well, Neil. You can't have both because in the real business world, it's not cost effective. It's either one or the other. You can't have both running around there. He was the boss. He paid for his own subtitles. And I also thought it was kind of strange. Not strange, but it's a little stereotypical that you have Def Patel, who's like 120 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. He's kind of like portrayed as like a soft spoken, weakling, nerdy geek. So he's got he's trying to create this robot with self-consciousness. Turns out to be chappy. On the other end of the spectrum, you got the other engineer with the big guns, military background, yeah. huge Jackman. He's jacked up. He's got guns in the office. He's got the mullet. <laughs> he's got everything, and he's high, high tempered. And he's got this big freaking missile launching beast called the Moose. It's like it's very obvious. The stere- it's very stereotypical. Yeah, from one or the other. I felt like Dev Dev Patel was not in this enough. No. I think he's a great actor. I really enjoyed him in this movie. And I, I felt like, you know, it could have used a little bit more Dev or Dion, 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 as Chappie would say. <laughs> um, but do you think that that Huge was a bad guy? Do you think he was a bad dude or was he just trying to get recognition for the fact that he made something and they were just completely ignoring him? He really he really believed that what he was making was for the betterment of of his country. You know what I mean? 
Now, did if he's a military guy, why the hell wouldn't he just try to sell that to the military? I mean, the, and and I feel like the CEO Dana Barrett, um, you know, <laughs> or Ripley, she was played by Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, of course. If it's you Dana get, catch our references it's Dana here, Barrett. so Dana Barrett, um, also known as the gatekeeper, she <laughs> she 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 was kind of a crappy CEO. I feel yeah. for this movie. Not the actress. I mean, the, the CEO, the actual sure, CEO. Sure, sure, sure. Like, I don't think I'd buy stock in that company because nah. I didn't believe in her. You know, she, she should have been selling this stuff to the military. I mean, they had they had some good opportunities for global expansion here. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the regulatory rules are in this yeah, country. She, she was worried about, you know, what, once, once she found out that, uh, that Dion had made this uh, program to develop consciousness in a robot, she knew that was dangerous. But what, and, about, what about the moose? I mean, the thing about the moose, and I'll say this, it's, it requires a human to operate yeah. it. Whereas you're messing around with robots here that think on their own, even though there's a key that's locked away in one door that the security's pretty bad too. Yeah. It's kind of like 24 security here. A little bit like 24. You know? Yeah. Dion's a fugitive on the loose from this company and they don't deactivate his badge that yeah. allows him to get back in the look, building. That's the first thing you do at my company. I know, but when you're looking at dollars and cents, if you're if you're a CEO of a company, you can't have... How much how much money does each robot cost? And then behind that robot, you got to pay a full time salaried cop yeah. to pilot this thing. So it's it's like double the money. You just can't have that. This is true. So. But I I, I kind of like the moose. I felt like huge didn't get a fair shake. No. You know, um, I think he was a dick and he Vincent. deserved everything he got. <laughs> he, right? Yeah, his machine got effed up a little bit. But um, you know, we're not going to get into that. I mean, he yeah, he gets he gets his ups and downs in this movie as well. So he does win out a little bit. Loses out a little bit, and the third act, you'll see what happens. My favorite scene of the whole movie, without giving anything away, is the part where um, he has the the gun in the office, and he, he threatens Dion. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he pulls the trigger, and obviously it's not loaded. You know, yeah. and let's be serious. If you're listening to this, you probably already saw this. If you didn't, we're not going to tell you what happens in the end, but that scene was awesome. And uh, he kind of makes a joke about, what, what the hell, am I, I going to have a loaded gun in the office? <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got it in his belt yeah. the whole time, which is hilarious. He's, he's just... Uh... He doesn't get enough credit for his uh, comedic timing. I feel like he's pretty good. He, he's too much casted as Wolverine. So he's also got a sweet-ass mullet in this, too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but the stars of this show, D. Antwerd? D- I don't know how to I say think, it. I think that's pretty good. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not D. Antwerd. I don't know, uh, you know... The, Der the Antwerd. Ma- Der Antwerd. If you're from America. Yeah. <laughs> Der Antwerd. Der Antwerd. There's too many O's in that. Yeah. There's too many O's in that. Ninja and Yolandi. The two scummiest looking people in the movie. So committed to the role yeah. that I believe that they were actors dressed as scumbags. Really? Yeah. I didn't believe that they were actors. I thought, or I didn't believe they were real. Like, that's their real look. Yeah. You thought they were in makeup and hair. I and was like, man, these guys are good. I never seen them before. And yeah. all that with some of the scumbag clothes they were wearing. It's And it's, it's actually really not them. so much her. Yeah. It's more him. Because that haircut, man, he has the the dreaded combination of the rat tail mullet. Yeah, well, I think they were a little bit more of a caricature of their on-screen rap persona. But yeah, it did seem like Yolandi needed a shower in that movie. Yeah. So her hair was a little, yeah. was a little ashy. It was like white. Yeah. And, I don't and, know. And but no, she she doesn't look like that in real life, or or like say real life in quotes. They're, She's got the, the haircut, the rat persona, if you will. But in the movie, yeah, take a shower. So yeah, basically, the plot of the movie runs through as such. They owe this huge kingpin that's more badass and more cool and gangster than them. Cool? Tw- 
They gave he gives them the crazy deadline of I need twenty million dollars in seven days or you're dead. All of you, you're dead. I'm gonna kill you. And they're like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We need twenty million dollars. We can't make twenty million dollars. He's gonna kill us. So they they know about these police droids because they got their last uh, drug the last uh, drug deal was raided by these police droids. So they get the bright idea. We got seven we got seven days. There's nothing else we can do but let's let's just steal a droid and turn it off and reprogram it. Never mind the fact that they don't know how to reprogram a droid. Step one is get robot. All right. Yeah. So they execute step one. They go to the facility with. Obviously, there's no there's no gated community. There's right. no uh, there's no barbed wire fence. They just roll up near the doors. And get on they, it, Dana yeah. Barrett. Yeah. Get on it, Dana. So Barrett. they basically they kidnap Dion, Dev Patel, and this chappy robot and this robot, the, the police droid that was broken that that he was going to put the for lack of a better word, the consciousness into him. He created a new program yes. that was like a super Johnny five type where he could think on his own. And he knew that this was going to be a, fa- it's a neural net processor, a learning computer. Yeah. I hate to quote Terminator here, <laughs> but, it's, it's but you know, we're on the robot it. train. Yeah. But the best part is how did they know that, that he was the guy they like went and Googled right. like robotics. They just got lucky. They got lucky. So they, they got lucky and it was like wrong place, right time. Dev Patel character. He was going to, Take this robot to his home, yeah. and he was going to give it the consciousness that he wanted. Like he's going to make the robot alive. He couldn't do it at work because it was illegal. So we just, he, I'm going to do it. It's important for humankind. I'm going to do this. The three idiots go in there. They steal it. The right place, right time, and boom, bang, boom. But they knew they were looking for the him because they saw his picture online on like some article. Look, they're they're mastermind criminals. All right, that's you one know, thing they know is how to find people. Again, this falls back on the CEO of that company. Yeah. If your dude is like mastermind of this. You better have a security tail on him. Like, get, keep keep some guards on him. You know, right. like he's just riding yeah. home. All right, but but enough about the plot. I mean, we know it's crazy. Whoever happens, however happens. What about the wardrobe of these people? This hair. I the, I the, couldn't the look of these people. I'm telling. It comes back to the hairstyle, man. And Diane I'm not trying Ford. to be insensitive here. I'm not trying to be. I think I think you're doing a little bit of get off my lawn. You're about to spit on I, me right now. Listen, I'm I'm old now. Okay, yeah. I feel like I've turned that corner where I can say, "What the hell is up with this?" <laughs> but that guy's older than me. He's forty. What kind of forty yeah. year old has that haircut? He's not forty. If you're in the rap game, forty is like twenty five. All right. Oh man, I'm telling you, these people they they live forever. All right. Now, does he know what he's doing, or is he trying to be extreme and just like? be edgy is he is that like the equivalent of the meat dress that lady gaga he's, wears he's peacocking is what he's doing yeah he's peacocking is he amogging he's not he's, he's amogging he's sniper nagging but he's but more than anything he's peacocking so the neon colors yeah the, their guns are like neon yellow and pink and green so the, the stuff they were shooting they had these like neon pink and like all easter looking colors like glass bottles did they take the, the time to paint every single one of those of to shoot did. it of course they did you can't just that's shoot cool a budweiser gangsta you can't just shoot a budweiser what was their internet set up in this place? I mean, they're using a computer in like a blown out warehouse. Look, they, had, they had some pretty badass They got the satellite? Yeah. I mean, you know, at one point Chappie brings back, uh, you know, 15 PS4s and he networks them together <laughs> into like a, you know, the SETI thing where they're searching for extraterrestrials. Maybe, maybe their connection was poor, but Chappie knew how to make it better. He's like, they got a T3 over yeah. there. That's a deleted scene. That's a deleted scene. We gotta Chappie made their internet Neil. better. Set up some call, satellites somewhere. Gotta call up Needle He and hacked ask some him. shit. I don't know. What about Ninja? Okay, as a person. Now I'm kind of I'm kind of taking this guy to task here, but I read something online. Yes, I read an article that was sent to us from a friend named Jeremy. Kind of said that this guy had some problems on set. Now there were some things that said 
that this dude was telling actors like Hugh Ackman how to act. That's like a rookie first year of the league just drafted telling Michael Jordan how to run a pick and roll. That's the same thing. You're going to tell Hugh Jackman how to act in a scene? You're going to tell Wolverine how to act? Wolverine knows how to act. He's done six of them. He knows how to act. He was in Les Mis, man. He knows how to act. He's an actor. So, uh, yeah, apparently he was just this big nightmare on the set. I don't know if he was acting it up for for his character or if it was just the way this guy's... Maybe this guy's just a dick. That's the way he rolls. I don't know. He looks like a jerk. But apparently this guy was just running a fool throughout the whole set, telling people what they didn't need to hear. was a nightmare for the writers. was a nightmare for the director. And the director almost said as much. Do you think that this affected the quality of the film? I don't think so, because I think you, you truck on. And I think a lot of after a while, I feel like it's one in one ear out the other with these kind of guys. I feel like in, in life, you deal with people like that. You tend to learn how to deal with them. Yeah, but I mean, your third film, you know, you've dealt with people that you, you liked. I mean, I'm sure he dealt with some people he didn't like. Yeah. But if this is like his... This is his big deal now. He came off the disappointment, the critical disappointment that Elysium was. He needs to get this one going. And he's got to get this one going. This is like, I'm going to prove to everybody I'm not a one-hit wonder. He doesn't need these kind of distractions. Right. And I, I, I read something, too, that they rewrote scenes that, that he was in. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. You know, there was a, a alleged situation where, you know, Jackman didn't want to be in a scene with him. This is all alleged. No yeah. proof. But... That was said, so they rewrote some things. And I don't know if that affected the movie, but I just wonder if he got so tired by the end, he's just like, I don't want to be, I want to be done yeah, with this thing. Maybe he kind of moved it along. Now, in order to fix this, to remedy this kind of situation, who would you put in his place? How do we recast Listen, this thing? We got to bring in a professional. Yeah. We got to bring in a hired gun. Let's get Ninja out of there. But he has to be a scumbag, though. No. The scumbag character. I Googled. I went on and I did some research. Did okay? you Google scumbags? My Google search was scumbag actors. <laughs> actors that look like scumbags, yeah. okay? And, you know, we got some we got some of the usual suspects. But I, I was a little taken aback by this one IMDb list that was created. It was, yeah. it was called, like, list of scumbag actors. List of scumbag actors, right. Now, I didn't know what their definition of scumbag was. See, when I think of scumbag, I'm talking about, like, dirty looking. Yeah. Not like a less of a character person, someone who's not very nice. Okay. I, see, I think of it as both. You think of both. I think it's a it's a it's an asshole who is also dirty. Yeah, and you once had told me that yeah. like your worst I've, insult. Yeah. You would rather be called a than be called a scumbag. Exactly. Hundred percent. Do you still terrible, feel that way? Yeah, it's a terrible thing to call somebody, but it's deserve it if you're an asshole. If if the shoe fits, basically. If the shoe fits. Asshole plus dirty looking equals scumbag. Well, the the list of scumbags that I was a little I was a little surprised by. Yeah. Okay, um, we've got Alec Baldwin. Now, I guess I could see somebody thinking he's a scumbag because of those voicemails, I, but he doesn't look dirty. He's just an asshole. He doesn't look like dirty. You nope. know, what about Tom Cruise? I mean, nope. he's a Scientologist. He's so, not even that bad a guy. All right. Yeah, I mean, he makes good movies. So we can this list him. is gone. This list is out of here. We can forgive him for yelling at Matt Lauer. Oh, yeah. Got Jerry Springer. He, I mean, he's kind of a scumbag. He deals with scumbags. Doesn't make him a scumbag. He's a scumbag broker. Yeah. And then they had Bono, which, you know, he does some good charity work. That's just, I don't really love that's, him. That's egregious. I don't even like Bono. And that's just egregious. But anyway, my recast, okay? I put together some names. The first name that came to mind was, and we say this name all the time, Merle. Merle. M- Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Merle from Walking Dead. He could instantly save this movie. He's yeah. got acting chops. He's pretty good. Not to say that Ninja was so bad. I actually thought he was a good actor. But I'm saying if we want to save 
Yeah, if you, you want to create a good locker room presence with yeah. the actors in there. In bring there. in a veteran. Yeah, bring in a vet to clear out the locker room. Nick Cage, but... Merle's too old, by the way. Too, too old, old looking. What he, about Nick Cage? We, we can put him in anything. Nick Cage isn't scumbaggy enough to play the scumbag What role. about, like... Yeah, but what about Cameron Poe hair? Yeah, no. I can't. I just can't do it. He's not scumbag. He's too too smooth. Now, I know, know that Nick Cage has had a lot of crazy hairstyles. But could you imagine him having the hairstyle that yes. Ninja has? The hair he could pull off. He could he could rock that hairstyle. He style. could pull off any hair. What about Charlie Hunnam, Jack Teller himself? Charlie Hunnam, see, he's very proper. He's kind of he scumbaggy, can, though. He, I mean, he's obviously he's Jack Teller from Sons of Anarchy, so he could play that kind of role. He's played a scumbag. But even in that role, there's a there's a there's an air of dignity to him. Where he yeah he kills about a hundred people in that in that show per season, but he feels bad about it. He feels bad. I guess he's he cries a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's conflicted. He's very sensitive. He loves his kids, kind of. So. I don't see that. What about out of the furnace, Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson, I do see. He may be a little long in the tooth for that role, but he could he could definitely pull off the backwoods scumbag kind of almost scumbag inbred sounding look. <laughs> don't they call him that? Yeah. In it, the movie, they say, "Oh, those uh, scumbag inbreds from yeah, Jersey." Yeah, the uh, <laughs> from the out of the furnace crew. Yeah, I never knew a place in Jersey that looked like that. Well, I mean, it, I, we live in PA, so well, we're next to Jersey. Apparently, the town had took took very much fetch to it, but I don't know where that was. But but in any event, the failsafe is is Christian Bale. Well, that's the ultimate professional. You get the pro in there. Not only is this movie better, is the morale better? Everybody, I know he had a dust up or two in the past with some DPS. Yeah, but <laughs> dust up. That's not going to happen in this movie. All right, they're prof- they're professionals over there. Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Christian Bale could definitely clean up that, and he might even might even get you an Oscar nom. Would you two. say the equivalent of of a football reference, since everything's a football reference for us, is you're going to bring in Brett Favre for this one? You know, Christian Bale's like the Brett Favre. Like, yeah. Bring him in, you know? Yeah, let's bring, it, let's bring him in, yeah. He, he's on the Jets. We'll sign him. Maybe he's, he's on the Vikings. Yeah. He said he's on vacation, but we'll bring him in. He'll, He'll get you it. 10 wins. He'll do it. He'll turn He'll it into, bring a, him in. into a moneymaker. All right, so let's talk about Chappie for a little bit here. We'll get into a hardcore in the robot list later on, but... Do you think he was in it enough? Because I think that was the main problem that we both had with the movie. Was Chappie in it enough? If you got a movie called Chappie, Chappie better be the main actor here. Yeah, but he, he drove all the action. I guess you don't have to have the screen time to be in the movie to be named in the movie. I thought, no, I thought it was sufficient. You did? But give me more Chappie. Yeah. I, I wouldn't care if there was no one else in this movie and it was just him walking around doing funny stuff. Right, I, I mean, but that's called Short Circuit 3. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe that's what I really want. Maybe yeah. we just, just start a Kickstarter. Well, I would love Short Circuit 3 starring Chappie. Do as, you think the white guy that played the Indian guy is still around? Is he doing anything? I, I think I, does I will, voice acting. I will totally admit to you that I thought the Indian guy who was clearly not Indian now, when I was a kid, I totally bought it. Totally thought I'm he pretty was sure Indian. he was one of the Goombas from Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, the live action, the live action Super Mario Brothers. Get back on track here. Anyway, back to, sorry, back I to Chappie. I no, I don't think he was in it enough. I think those were the the best scenes, even emotionally, when he was being taught, mothered by Yolandi, taught by his creator Dion, and even manipulated by Ninja and America. We didn't talk America. about America, but America, America is their uh, Mexican friend. Yeah, he's he's like a Mexican gangster that's yeah. from America that sounds like he's trying to get back home to America. I think that's after why he wants, that's why he wants the money, yeah. But what? I'll say who wasn't in it enough. What? Dion, like I said before. Yeah. I think Chappie and Dion, the scenes of them together yeah. Very were touching. not enough. Very touching. I it's wish about, the the creator and creation were together. It more. was a total father son thing when they were together. Absolutely. And it was it was very nice the few scenes that they were in where he was actually teaching Chappie. It was well, you, very nice. You kind of feel the heartbreak of Dion because yeah. they're not together enough. Yeah. 
he he knows that Yolandi and Ninja are corrupting this poor creature who is basically a child, and it breaks his heart because it's such a special moment, and it drives him crazy that these two people don't understand how amazing this is for mankind that this thing exists right now. It's kind of a commentary on bad parenting, too, isn't it? It is. Where you've got people that are just not equipped to have kids, or maybe... Maybe again, it's another football analogy. Oh, yeah. I got a kid. What can I do? To, oh, I'll make him a football player so he can make me money. Yeah. You know, like parents that kind of whore their kids out, which is kind of sad. But I feel like this is kind of like one of those situations where you see these guys that are using it for personal gain. I wonder that if that's intentional. Them. I wonder. I wonder if it that's might intentional. have been. We'll have to check the uh, deleted yeah. behind the scenes on the DVD when it comes out. Well, speaking of corrupting your young robot, what if you had Chappie? What if Chappie was dropped on your doorstep with? Blank slate. You can teach him anything you want. Like, what what kind of robot would you make Chappie to be? Now, first off, I would treat him as I would treat a brother, a brother, or or a son, a son, or a friend. I or would friend. treat him just as good as I treat you. So you would treat him equal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because he, the level of intelligence. Now, if you're telling me that he's as intelligent as the movie told me, yes, you know that I'm definitely going to treat him that way because he seemed he was funny. I mean, this guy's got it all. He's yeah. funny. He Witty. looks cool. Yeah. He acts cool. He looks cool, acts cool. And, you know, I did enjoy him. Uh-huh. And I thought he's smart. Maybe See, I'd use him to play some video games with. Right. Maybe we As could hang out. I would, you know, if I have to go to work, maybe I could give him a job. He could be my stockbroker. Because if he can learn all the ways of the internet, he can learn everything. He can help me do my investments, maybe my taxes. Let me, let me As ask a you job, this. I'd pay him. <laughs> to borrow from South Park, is he a pleasure robot? Not for me. <laughs> Maybe for you. Hey, man. Not for me. Only if he wants to. No. That metal's cold, man. But it leads me to this question. If we're going to treat him like a human, and he's basically a human. I know he's not a human. If you're going to have him do your taxes and do stuff for you when you're at work, are you going to pay him? Yeah, I definitely Is he an employee? Is, you know what I mean? Or it, it, There's a fine line between friend and kind of like slave indentured servant with this no, robot. No, I think, uh, but I would treat him as a friend. You know, he could help me out with those things. But if I he would says also, no. Well, then I wouldn't make him do you it. You wouldn't make him do no, it. No, I wouldn't make him do All it. All right. But, you know, maybe that's stupid on my part. But then he moves out. Then where does he go? Oh, what if, if he you gets, have a fight? Listen, if he gets another roommate or yeah. something, then I'm going to be upset. Right. Yeah. You know, if he goes and... You're his master. You're his creator. Yeah, but I feel like we would be good enough friends that yeah. I, I, I wouldn't... A, look, you're not ready for parenthood there, buddy. There's a fine line between parrot creator and buddy and you want it all and you can't have it all in this world all right (laughs) but anyway there's one last point i want to make about this movie before we move on to our next segment if you will i read something that that neil wanted this to be a trilogy now without giving away the ending or anything like that you know do you think this could work as a trilogy? do you think uh, let me ask you this do you think another one's going to get made after the critical reception i don't think so and I guess that's not fair in a way. Well, I guess it is fair because if the people don't want it, you shouldn't make it. Yeah. But there's the, been the worse way, movies. The way the story made, goes, though. the way the movie plays out as constructed, I don't see three movies out of this. I feel like it would be stretched way too thin with number two. I feel like one is fine right where it is. And the less sequels, the better. And I think that's the rule in most movie franchises. Doesn't it seem like he wants to make a trilogy out of everything? Didn't they say they wanted to make District 9 trilogy? Yeah, but that might not be him. Who said? Does he say it? I or thought do he people did. say it for him. I mean, you know I'm not. I mean? 
I'm not on the line with this guy. I don't have a, his phone yeah. number. I, I mean, can't they, ask him. They, they is very knowledgeable. There's a lot of they's out there. They said that he wants to make a trilogy. <laughs> who is they? They there's, said Ninja was a jerk. Yeah, there's a lot of they's out there. So I don't know who to believe and what quotes to believe and not. You know what I mean? I, I think it could work as a trilogy. I mean, you do? am I going to yeah. go rush to see the second one? Probably not. I probably will. I would enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, listen, I just like robot movies. Got a robot. I like any yeah. movie with a robot yeah. in it. I think it's funny. It was it was a good movie. All said and done, I did enjoy it. I know I've been a little critical of it and some of the actors in it, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good film. I feel like most people would enjoy it if they ignore what they read on Rotten Tomatoes and all these other sites. Now, the reviews that we read at the top of the show... I do think they had some validity to them. Uh-huh. I mean, I think that they try to do a lot in this movie. But if you just sit back and watch it, maybe it should have come out in the summer. Because then people would say, oh, it's just a summer popcorn flick. Yeah, and they I wouldn't judge it, the, judge it so hard. Yeah, it doesn't get as much uh, flack, if you will. These types of movies yeah. come out in the summer all the time, and they get no flack. It's just like, yeah. oh, it's a fun popcorn flick. It's an action movie. You know, so maybe to that degree, it's not fair. But anyway... I've gone on for long enough. I enjoyed it. I think yeah. people should watch it. Judge it for yourself, and then you can let us know what you think. Sure, yeah. Just don't let people tell you that it sucks without you watching it yourself, because I do think it's worth a watch. Moving on. So let's get on to part two of this uh, robot epic right here. We're going to give you the definitive last row bot list. Attractive. Nice software. Mm. Well, you sure don't talk like a machine. Alive, Stephanie. Number five, alive. My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. I hate them I know, so do I. So what we did is here, uh, we made a list, the top ten list of robots based on five categories. One strength, two intelligence, three wit, four trust, and five beauty. That's right. We said all, beauty. All, all five categories were scored on a, on a scale of one to ten. Highest cumulative score gives you the ranking on the list. Now, we're not talking about favorites. We let, we kind of left our uh, our hearts at the doorstep on this one. We went pure logic like a true robot would. So we judged them fairly and harshly on these five categories. Uh, one being the worst, ten being the best. Strength for brute force, intelligence for um, computing we- we- computing knowledge, whether programmed or not. <laughs> Wit, based on the humor of the robot, as well as a little bit of... Um, it's like the personality. Yeah, the personality, if you will. Four, trust. Can the human world trust this robot on a scale of one to ten? And five, beauty. How hot is this robot? Hot or not? In, in the looks department. And that's a, he, we mean exactly what he just said. Yes. Does Chappie's ass really look good in those jeans? I don't know. Let's find out. In those chaps, in yeah. those assless chaps. So a lot, a lot of. <laughs> so we got a little breakdown of every robot as we go. Top ten list. Um, I will. There are a few that miss the cut, so to speak, such as C three PO, who I think is the worst ever. You're a uh, hater, dude. Uh, little kid Daryl, uh, bicentennial man Robin Williams, one of my favorite robots. God rest his soul. Uh, Bicentennial Band and Robin Williams. <laughs> and the list goes on. There, there's people that were just... Polly, the ro- Polly's robot sicko from Rocky IV, which is a personal favorite of mine. But let's get into the nitty-gritty, the top ten. Um, some of these facts were based on the Robot Supremacy Wikia. There's a wiki for everything. Yes, there is. So I found the Robot Supremacy Wikia, which is a database for all things robots and, and, and movies, TV, and, uh, and music. So 
have fun at that if you ever want to check that out. Did you did you check out the website? You were pulling some of these from. I that? did check the website out, and I was a little disappointed about the lack of obscure robots. Like for example, I'm not to give anything away, but um, I tried to look up a Wafflebot. Yeah, the robot from Harold and Kumar. It's not on there. It's not on the robot wikia. Like how could you? Like Man. what's up with that? You gotta have every robot. I said this last week on the villains wikia. We need to make an account. We need to start inputting some of these robots. There's a lot of great yeah. people on the internet that contribute to these databases. Yeah. It's now our turn. See, this one's a little bit lacking. I feel like, I remember the one time you tried to edit something on the 24 Wiki and it was erased within they, like 10 minutes. They edited me out. <laughs> yeah, so. I try to help something. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like this website would really, really enjoy your contribution. I'm pretty sure it had something to do with the Dobson override device. <laughs> it certainly did. It was the, uh, the drone override device that uh, Margot... Yeah. Al Harazi made or something like that. <laughs> All right, 24 geekdom aside, we can go on that for days. Yeah. Drew, why don't you hit us with number 10? All right, number 10, 10. Number 10 on the list. Number 10 is Evil Bill and Ted Ooh. from the second Bill and Ted movie. Dude, what? I got a full-on robot chubby. Later, Evil Ted. So from the villains wiki... They are programmed with the same personality as the original Bill and Ted, except they are outright evil. Outright. Their mission is to kill Bill and Ted, take over, and ruin their lives, then give the speech they were going to give at the San Dimas Battle of the Bands. But totally different. They use the phone booth to go back in time. Rufus tried to stop them with a grappling hook shaped like a guitar, but wound up lost in the circuits of time. What did you? What, what should we talk about the score here? I'll, I'll well, give you what we... First of all, I think it's a bit of an upset that they made it to number 10. I'm glad they made it in the list. So what stands out for them? So their strength, we have rated at a six. Uh, six out of ten. So How do you feel about that? So it's it's slightly above strong human average is a six, I feel, right? Yeah. So they don't do anything spectacular, but yes, they are strong. They're, they have robotic skeletons. Yes, that's, but that's big. That's strong enough. Yeah. Intelligence. They've got intelligence equal to Bill and Ted. Yes. Which would be a one, but since they're robots, we'll give them a plus, plus one. one. So yeah. we'll give them a two. Bill and Ted plus one. Yeah. They're kind of funny because Bill and Ted are funny, so we'll give sure. them a seven for They're the wit. same personalities until they turn totally evil. Yeah, they're kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, trust is definitely just a one because yeah. they're totally evil. Yeah, you can't trust them. And beauty. I don't know. I mean, Beauty's do you, do in you the eye them, of the beholder, Drew. Do you find, you know, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves attractive? Here's the thing. The ladies would agree. Keanu gets a 10 for beauty, but Alex Winter drops it down to five, does he not? <laughs> Uh, Alex Winter's a nice guy, <laughs> you know. Harsh. I mean, harsh but fair. So that gives him a total of of twenty one. So a twenty one out of fifty, which is not a not a hot score, puts them at spot. But 10. it put him in the top ten, though. Not bad. I think that's fair. Yeah. So uh, coming in at number nine, we have Wally. Eva. Eva. Oh. Eva. Wally. Wally from the movie. What's what's the name of the movie? I think it's called Wally. Wally. Okay, <laughs> good. So Wally is a quote cleanup robot who develops sentience after 700 years of cleaning up Earth on his own. So basically all the robots were there to clean up Earth as the humans fled Earth because it was no longer inhabitable. And all the robots got shut down except for Wally mistakenly was left alive. And for 700 years, he continued to do his job and clean up. And over time... He developed a personality, developed sentience. Can we give him a 10 for patience? <laughs> it's clearly. 700 years yeah. is a damn long time. I mean, he's collected robots. His best friend is a roach. Does it's he get a sad. paycheck? It's kind of sad until, until Eva shows up. 
Kind of messed up. So let's get right into the scores. Strength, it's a one because he's a little weakling. He picks up garbage. You ever see his arms? Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. Pretty. He can crush the hell out of you. All you have to do is just don't put your hand near the near the contraption, the, and you'll be fine. The one little pincher yeah. thing. Intelligence is a three. It's kind of a knucklehead. He's kind of a. He has no idea what's. He's very oblivious to a lot of things around him. He's good at picking up garbage and loving. Yeah, again, I'm not. I'm not going to disparage garbage men and um and waste disposal people, if you will, in the waste, waste management, management business. Yes. But he's like well below them. So we got a three for him. Wit is seven. Even though he only knows like one or two words. He knows Wally and Eva. Those are the only words he knows. Still, I feel like he's very funny. Like he's got the great mannerisms. He's pretty witty. He's pretty witty. I- I'll give him a seven. Yeah. Trust. You got a nine because you look into his eyes and it's pure love. You know that you said like 700 years. Nobody's watching him anymore. He could have screwed off and not done his job. Still picking up your garbage. Still picking up the garbage. That's a nine. Beauty, ten. You're going ten for beauty? Friggin' adorable. He's, all right, look, he's cute. He's got the I'm eyes. I'm not sure I'd go a ten on he's that. He's got the little stout square body. I'm not sure I would go all the way He's to got 10. the Johnny Five roller legs going on. Yeah. A little bit of a mini Johnny Five, if you will. Gets would you bonus say points they in my book. stole a little bit from Johnny Five? I think they, uh, they, it was a heartfelt borrow. So total score brings it to 30, a full nine points better than Bill and Ted. So for number eight, continuing in the small robot category, we're going to WaffleBot. Kumar and WaffleBot, friends forever. Oh, no doubt, WaffleBot. I love you, Kumar. (laughs) I love you too, little guy. Harold and Kumar Christmas Special edition 3D extravaganza bullshit, whatever. That's a very underrated film. For, yes. Uh, we were talking about, th- what is it? Th- trilogies? What the heck was it? Thrices? Thrices. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sound like an old man now. Moving on. Waffle Bot. <laughs> trilogies. I, I think Tril- great it's a trilogy. Yeah, right. but we were saying the third it's movie a of a trilogy. Ah. No, the third movie of a trilogy. <laughs> a trilogy. No, but a the willogy. third one. Thrices. <laughs> let's just we'll keep that in people oh uh, yeah well, sorry about that <laughs> Wafflebot's a lovable robot who makes waffles it was given to Harold and Kubar by Neil Patrick Harris simple enough yeah Neil Patrick Harris treated this guy like shit yeah he kicked him he threw stuff so at him so he was very grateful that Harold and Kubar took him into his own now Wafflebot strength is a two he's got he's puny little guy he's about two foot nothing but he's got the hot He's got the hot uh, syrup, maple syrup. Yeah, that's a little Squirt bit. That gives him face. a little bit of an edge. Two for intelligence. He's he's just a big dummy. All he knows about is waffles. That's all he cares about. So two for intelligence. Seven for wit. Funny as hell. Quick with the quick. He is pretty funny. Hates pancakes and he's not afraid to tell you. <laughs> Trust is a ten because he loves you internally. Yeah, and he's just gonna bring you breakfast all the yeah, time. It's eternal love. He's always there with a waffle. When you're feeling dad down, he'll tell you that he loves you, and you just can't get any better from that. From and then he'll bring you a waffle, yeah, with syrup on it. And again, along with uh, with Wally, we're going Ted for beauty, adorable little guy. See, I can get behind that. He has a little chef's hat on. He's got the chef's hat and the apron going on. Now that's good. Yeah, it's just he closes his eyes. You know, it's a little flap. It's just it's it's adorable. Let me ask you a question before we move on to the next one. Yes. How much would you pay to own <laughs> the actual waffle bot? Yes. on thegoldencloset.com. If that was available on the Golden Closet, how much would you pay for that? See, if it was, in, was is it in working condition? Yeah, it works. It, makes it actually makes waffles. Right. It's like an oven. Waffle plus collector's item plus eternal love from your robot partner. 
I would pay four ninety nine ninety nine for this for this item. I don't know, you know, whether this thing would be functional or not by this point because I feel like if you know whoever around. whoever the golden closet might acquire it from, they might yeah. have you know waffled it out. Maybe they made too many waffles <laughs> and it's just broken. Yeah, it's kind of like a made for TV, uh, like yeah. a like an infomercial type right. thing. Like how long do those things really last? I, I don't think it's going to last very long. But so after, you just to get another one. I mean, I'm, I'm not, after it retires from its waffle making. Uh, lifetime i'll be happy to have it on my shelf and if it's tell tell me that he loves me so i'm fine so he gets a 31 one better than wally and rightfully so i think that's accurate number seven personal favorite of mine sid 6.7 from virtuosity i'm not a swan dive and i have to tell you killing for real it was a real rush no, I, you told me you're not too familiar with. Sin I've never 6. seen 7. this movie, and I need to. I need to watch it. We should probably do it yeah. for the show. I nominated this this guy, Sid Six Point Seven. He is a um, substantial droid. See, when we say robots. We understand there's a difference between robots, androids, and cyborgs. So we're all lumping him into one category. Sid Six Point Seven is a sadistic, intelligent, and dangerous virtual reality entity, which is synthesized from the personalities of more than 150 serial killers. Sound like a winning movie so far? Yeah, I think it's up my alley. Who manages to inject his personality into a nanomachine android. How ridiculous is this plot, Drew? I think that should be like one of our next movies. I hate to be this guy, but how did you not see this movie? I don't know. I didn't even realize Russell Crowe's in it, Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington in the early 90s. That's pretty awesome. They're like little kids in this movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely on HBO sometimes, but I haven't seen it. Sid is Russell Crowe, the bad guy. Wears flashy suits. He's quick-witted. He's complete murdering madman mayhem. Let's get right into the scale. I got it strength as six. Now you'll remember that when you see the movie, there is a scene where he's in a ultimate fighting ring and he throws a guy from <laughs> like the, the top octagon? row into the octagon. Really? Yes. So he will toss your ass. Intelligence is a 10 because he has the intelligence of 150 serial killers. Most of those guys are very brilliant. All added up. Very flawed, but very brilliant. Wit is a seven because he's always there. After he kills you, he'll Cracking say some, jokes. some. He'll crack jokes like Freddy Krueger. Trust is a one because this dude is only out for one thing, and that's mayhem, baby. That's like an all-time yeah. low there. Yeah, and beauty is a nine because, damn it, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Why did it, Why didn't you give him a ten? Late twenties, early thirties, Russell Crowe. So if if he was like late thirties, would you give him a ten? I think it's like, the mole. Does he age better? It's the mole. I think. <laughs> it's probably. It's probably what it is. Plus, he looks better with facial hair from this, as the Spaniard in Gladiator. So, you know, you yeah. got to give him one less. He's got the Caesar haircut. So that's a 33. Strong showing at number seven. Drew. Number Tell six. Tell us number six. A personal favorite of mine. And Steven Seagal. Lisa from Weird Science. Oh, Lisa. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Two desperate teens create a woman via their computer. Their living and breathing creation is a gorgeous woman named Lisa, whose purpose is to boost their confidence level by putting them into situations which require Gary and Wyatt to act like men. Now, she's a pleasure model, right? Yeah. She was a designed at it as it by them, <laughs> but they were they definitely like chickened out. When I, if you remember the scene yeah. where they were taking a shower, they were like, oh, we want to go in the shower, and they were in their underwear. See, now, this is the argument that I would have here. Now, the same can be said for, for 6, 6.7, too. Originally started out as a computer program, modified into a nanomachine android. Yes. This is the same same situation, right? Now, well, is it fair like a, to argue her as a robot? Yeah, they use like a Barbie doll. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know the science behind it. I'm not sure. Um, 
exactly what they did. I know there was some lightning involved. Yeah, and, well, there's always... That's how Jardy 5 got yeah, created. Yeah, the lightning, some type of electricity yeah. overload. You know, we're going to call her a robot because... Well, did, she, she was on the list, so I, I did another Google search, and I li- okay. looked up for female robots. Yes. Now, that's a dangerous Google search if, yeah, you're, well, if you're going to type that in. careful there. Okay, the first result was actually what I what I needed. It was a Wikipedia list. That, it was the real doll, right? Yeah, that somebody... No, not the, that well, was the, that that was the first thing is what you needed, and then you saw... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the list came up. It was list of, I think it was female androids and robots. Yeah. And she was part of this list. But... The rest of the Google searches were things that you would not look at on your work computer if, if you want to <laughs> go. If you want to go down that road, um, but anyway, we're giving her a two for strength. She's you know she works out. She yeah. does aerobics. She's she's not super strong or anything, and I don't think there's any feats of super strength in the movie that, that no. I can recall. She might be stronger than the average man, but yeah. it's on the robot scale. We'll give her regular yeah. regular lady strength is like a two here. Compared to other robots. Yeah, not compared so to other much. robots. Seven for intelligence. Sure. She's pretty smart. I mean, she's not like, you know, a genius. Let me ask you, is she as smart as her creators? I think she's smarter than them. Smarter than them. They, but yeah. they, they taught her everything that she knows. Well, they can do some computer programming. I guess. I they fed the... in like a whole bunch of magazine articles so, and stuff. So okay. that's why she was kind of like, she was up on the, up and up with the knowledge of, of popular culture. Right. Okay. She was cool. She wore some big shoulder pad suits. Yes, she did. She drove some, you know, 80 supercars. But uh, we're giving city. her seven for wit because she's pretty funny. She cracked oh. some jokes. Yeah. I think she's pretty good at it. Sure. We're going to give her an eight for trust because she was created for them and she has their back. She's doing all this cool stuff for them. She does make them jump out of their comfort zone. That's so the that's, biggest key. That's what they yeah. needed. That's why they're not getting, that's not why she's not getting a 10 because she's not completely, completely trustworthy, but you know, she yeah. gets an eight. She was doing yeah. it for their best. It's, it's almost like she, she taught them tough love yeah. in a way, but that was best for them. Exactly. And it, and it pushed them to be better people. Yeah. So we'll give her finally a 10 for beauty because Kelly be, LeBrock is beautiful, be real. you know, yeah. and you know, she married Steven Seagal, another favorite of our, of our podcast here. Yes. They were a power couple back then. Sure. I think he may have overpowered her a couple of times. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, the cops that's... may have been involved, you which, went is, there. Yeah. Which, is, which is not a good thing <laughs> yeah. at all. Kind of a jerk move. See, that's why I gave Russell Crowe a nine. Cause because he didn't beat his wife. No, because she's a 10. Yeah. Well, she, she has to be better looking than Russell Crowe. She is a 10. So she gets a total score of 34. Not bad And at that all. puts her in at number six. So on to five, maybe a controversial pick. A lot of people don't like this guy. I don't think you like this guy, but he scored high. I like the actor. And that's David from Prometheus. David 8, to be more specific. I understand human emotions, although I do not feel them myself. This allows me to be more efficient and capable and makes it easier for my human counterparts to interact with me. David is a David 8 series synthetic who served as a crew member aboard the USCSS Prometheus, whose mission on LV-223 was to search for answers about humanity's past. That via the Alien Anthology Wikipedia. Yeah, so many good wikis yes. out there, man. We gotta make accounts on all of them. So, he comes off as kind of a jerk, but really he keeps it real is what he does. He's just smarter than yeah. everybody, that's the problem. And I thought, as we'll play in the one scene, it was very poignant when the one, I forget the name of the actor, they're at the pool table and he asks him, well, why did you create me? Because I can. And he goes, how would you be, would, would you be disappointed if that was their answer? The people that eventually made them. It's kind of a true statement. It is very, very touching from a robot's point of view. 
onto the scoring, we give it strength as a five because I feel like he's normal robot strength. I mean, he can handle average robot feats. So it's an average robot score. Intelligence. Ted, you agree with the Ted? I think he's probably the smartest person on our yes. list from from the fact that he's from the future. Yes. And he just knows everything that these other people don't know, especially yes. from like 1980. And he was programmed to understand human emotion. Which is pretty more, right. it's a lot more than other robots on this list. Right. He, can, he can't feel the emotion, but he can understand the emotion. Yeah. So when we give tens, it's kind of like relative to this list, right? Sure. So if there was other people, maybe he wouldn't get a ten. Sure. As far as wit goes, he gets an eight because, again, he's programmed to be witty and funny. Super sarcastic. It's super sarcastic. Dry wit. Trust is a five because he has ulterior, mo- ulterior motives. I don't trust him. He serves kind of the people on the ship, but there's also, I forget the, the other guy's name in the movie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's he an ulterior anyway. motive to make, to make this trip on, on Prometheus. So he kind of plays the fence there. And as far as beauty goes, he gets a seven because it's like, he kind of looks like he's got like a touch of gray almost going on with yeah. his blondness. He's got the wrinkles going on. He's a chiseled face. But yeah, he has a very beautiful face. He's very clean cut. So he, he shaves. A, yes, he, get, he gets a seven for a total combined score of 35 at number five. Number four, Drew. We just talked about this boy. What, what, what do we got? It's my boy, Chappie. Chappie. I can't do eyes. Eyes is a crime. I promise. Chappie is a police droid who is programmed as the first robot with the ability to think and feel for itself. Itself or himself? I guess it's in itself. Itself. It's not a him. I'm going to give him an eight for strength because he's pretty strong. He rips open some doors. He does some some pretty feetful acts of strength. Well, the the, the one scene where he did steal the car and he completely ripped the door off a la Arnold Schwarzenegger and Expendables 2. He overpowered some people. Yeah. You know, he was able to to get out of situations. He was able to jump pretty high. He's got some good strength. Intelligence is a 10 because he learns like as fast as a human would in their entire life in a day. Right. And he just continues to exponentially learn yeah, faster and faster. And, and who knows how far that could go given the opportunity months, weeks, years. Yeah. I'm giving him a five for wit because he's kind of funny, but it's unintentionally funny. Yeah. Like he doesn't know he's being funny. It's like when a baby says something stupid. Like a baby starts yeah. saying curse words. Yeah. Like they don't like, know ha, ha, ha. that they're being funny. Yeah. You yeah, find right. them funny, or I find them funny because it's like, oh, they don't know they should be saying that. Right. He wasn't outright funny. He was cute, yeah. if you want to use that word, I sure. guess. Um, trust is a six, because you can trust him, but like once Ninja took care of him, he didn't really want to trust his creator anymore. He was kind of like, he was swayed. Well, he he stuck, He stood by his creator Dion's morals. Yeah, with no guns. He didn't right. use guns. But he was always able to be manipulated by Ninja, so therefore he is kind of playing that, that, that weird balance. He's kind of gullible, I guess, so yeah. the trust is maybe a little bit lower. Sure. Um, I'm giving him a seven for beauty because I felt like from robot designs, yeah. I loved like the handles for the for the, the eyebrows and the mouth. Yes. And I love like the eyes, the little LEDs for the eyes. He's got the ears going. He's got the... Uh, the orange ear and arm on the same side, which is yeah. really badass looking. I love that when they did that in the beginning, I was like, all right, that's got to be him because they differentiated him yeah. when they gave him the different antenna. Yeah. I love the yeah. antennas. I thought it looked awesome. Yeah. I love very, the design very, of very, him. Very, very well. So I thought he was really good. Yeah. So that adds him up to a 36, which puts him in the four spot. 36 out of 50. So we got no knockouts here. I mean, everybody's got a weakness and a strength. Yeah. Roll it on to number three. A personal favorite of mine, and if we're going by heart alone, this guy would be number one with a bullet. Number Johnny Five. Dead. 
disassemble. Dead! Hey, slow down! No disassemble! Number 95 from the Short Circuit fame is a robotic made character of the Short Circuit films. He was designed by shut-in computer genius Newton Crosby <laughs> and built by the Nova Robotics Corporation as part of their SAINT, S-A-I-N-T, mobile weapons project. So many acronyms. Yes. Though created to be an instrument of war, number five's destiny changed forever after he was struck by a lightning bolt and developed self-awareness. Is that how lightning works, Drew? There's that damn lightning again. Is that how lightning works? <laughs> I'm going to go outside and try yeah. it. Perpetually hungry for new input, number five later took the name Johnny Five and ventured out into the world. Johnny Five is so damn adorable. I'm surprised that, you know, when we were scoring this, he didn't come up with number one. I wanted my own Johnny Five. Like, I wanted, like, there, there were no toys of him. Why didn't they make that? I mean, maybe there were, but I didn't certainly, like... I knew about him after it was after it was hot, kind of, you know, so it was being played on TV. Who owns Johnny Five right now? Like, who owns, like, how about the gold one? You know, yeah. at the end of the, the second one? The gold one at the end of the second Like, one. Michael oh, McKean, so that one? Like, who owns that guy? That's got to be in, maybe it's in, like, the Hard Rock Cafe in Vegas or people, something. People say, uh, what would you do if you won the lottery? That's you what would, I would do. You would buy the I would gold buy Johnny, Johnny Five. Five, golden Johnny Five, even if it cost me a million dollars. It is one of the coolest it. looking robots, yeah. I think, from, from just design standpoint, yeah. and, and, you know, at that time, the movie was pretty awesome. I loved that movie sure. growing up. One and two. I know two's not that great, but... I'll watch it. Anytime you know, it's on, I'll watch it. When he turns into the gang member, oh, it's like yeah. one of my favorite parts Los of any Lobos. movie. We should do that movie sometime. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get on to the scale here. Number three, Johnny Five. Strength, he gets a six. He can lift you up over his head. He can lift two people up over his head. He can pull doors. I've seen him lift a car. He can do some shit. But he's not overly strength. It's, it, it's not... He's not gonna bust your he's not gonna bust your world up for lack of a better word. Intelligence, he gets a seven. Craves input. He's kind of like a um kind of like Goodwill hunting in a way. Yeah. He's kind of got what what do you call that? Not a savant, but a um Yeah, he's like a savant, right? He's kind of like, maybe call it a savant. Fast reader. Everything he's he absorbs whatever he sees. Knows everything after reading it. Sure. Wit, he gets a ten. Quick with the joke, Johnny Five. Super funny. And he knows when he's being funny, too. So it's not just dumb funny. I it's, like when he does wheelies, too. Yeah. He's like doing oh, the wheelie. See, everything about him is funny. So awesome. It's all one big was joke. Was there a guy Johnny. with a remote control operating him? Or was <laughs> it like, you know, who was the operator of Johnny Five? And if you got it, does it come with the remote control? Oh, my God. The remote control Johnny Five. It's got to be like 70 buttons. Yeah. I like to think it's a Sega controller. <laughs> with only three buttons. Yeah, three buttons. Not the six button controller. No, not the turbo. Oh, Sega. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got a nine for trust because you walk up, you walk down the street, and the second one, he's just walking down New York City. People are high fiving him. Are you subtracting the one from the ten because he became a gang member for a little bit? He did become a gang member, and he, he was did, gullible about and it. And he but... did steal some jewels because he got roped into it. He did it, so it's not his fault. So he gets a nine, one point docked. And beauty, he gets a five because let's let's admit. He's aged a little bit. I know he still looks cool to me. Yeah. But there's a lot of 80s kind of tape recorder, metal, metallic, just remote control antenna type stuff that maybe flew in the, the late 80s, His early battery, 90s. It was like a car battery. Yeah. It's so big. I think, please don't remake this movie, but there's a few small upgrades we oh, can you, do. Listen, you know it's coming. To get his They're gonna up remake a little that. higher. They're going to remake yeah. that. So he gets a 37 total score. 37 out of 50. Not quite as high as our number two man. Number two, also known as R2, R2-D2, 
one of my personal favorites, an industrial automobile. Did you pull this from the wiki? That's that's legit. You must, you must not be a big Star Wars fan. I can't, I can't even that. read this. Auto Massimotech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try that. He's a droid. Sorry, I like Star Wars, but I'm not. Wow. Auto Mastronitech droid, whatever, from the Star Wars universe. He Astromech. Wait, there's two words here. I'm an idiot. Anyway, as an astromech, R2 is designed to facilitate starship maintenance and repairs. Listen, Drew, I pulled that from the Robot Supremacy Wiki. Maybe you're not cut out for that website. Listen, I'm going to go make an edit after this episode. <laughs> you must I'm, not be cut out for that. You we can't. Need, listen, we need some phonetics on that because whoever wrote that, I think they made a couple typos, man. Input error. Yeah. Well, let's go to the Robot Supremacy Wiki after this episode and make a couple edit, edits here. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I, I, yeah, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. You're the big Star Wars I fan like of, the, Star of Wars. the two of us. Yeah, I do like Star Wars, but I'll admit I had no idea how the hell to say that. Well, who cares, really? <laughs> so right into the scoring, um, I'm going to be be dead serious and just say that he gets a one for strength because he is not strong at all. He's a little. He's, a he's little got weakling, three wheels. He? You know, if he kind of tips over, he has a little thing that helps push him back up. You could bully the hell out of but him, but you could tip him over. Yeah. You know how people go cow tipping? You could go droid tipping, and I think you could knock him over intelligence this dude is off the charts he's getting a 10 he knows yeah, everything about anything you understand a word that guy says though it doesn't matter that's why he has your buddy c3po there to, to that's translate true. that's true that's true but he knows everything about anything and anything about everything yeah um smartest dude in the world smartest dude in the galaxy or universe if you're you know part of the star wars star wars fame wit he gets a nine he's always beeping and squeaking at and, just the right time and frequency yeah. too, isn't and he? And he knows, like, I know that we can't understand what the hell he's saying, but you kind of can. It's the Wally thing. Yeah, all it's over like Wally. Yeah. He's got the perfect amount of beeping and sweeping, squeaking, and he does it in such a way that you can kind of understand what yeah. he's saying. Oh, I get it. So trust. Now, I I wanted to be honest with this. I, I see a little little bit of an oopsie here. Yeah, we had yeah. an oopsie, but I did this on purpose. Um. I just went and broke the chart and I gave him number 11 <laughs> for this. You know, I think that he's one of the most trustworthy. You fudged robots. the numbers. I pushed he's him up. So one. trustworthy. He gets an 11. Out I of pushed 10. him up one. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you agree with me. R2D2 gets an 11 for trust. Number one, trustworthy bot. Uh, and I'm going to give him a seven for beauty because you know, he, he looks kind of cool. He's cute. It's the cute factor. He's cute. He's rounded all the right places. Gets kind of dirty, yeah. but he's got the curves, you know, so we're giving <laughs> him a like, seven. That's like I got the end of a football game. It's like if you don't have grass stains or something wrong, yeah. man, he's through the battle too. He uh, gets a total of 38, and I'm just going to go out and say this. Even if you wanted to buy him, the Golden Closet just can't acquire that for not you. Not for sale. There, he's not even for sale. He's in George Lucas's bathroom yeah. or something. <laughs> I, I actually, I looked it up, and Yahoo Answers told me. Oh, really? That he's at Disneyland right now at a, at a Star Wars exhibit. Oh, really? Currently. Okay. Not, I don't think he's there permanently. Not if you trust Yahoo Answers. I'm not sure I do, but... but that's what they say. That's where he's if it, at If currently. it was on Quora, maybe I'd, yeah. maybe I'd trust it. Now, the number one spot... Cream of the crop. ...of the last row bot list... <laughs> ...goes to the T-800. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. From Terminator 2. Not Terminator 1. 2. 2 on purpose? Yes, to our purpose. My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. The more contact I have with humans, the more I learn. Cool. For those that don't know the Terminator, and stop listening if you don't know who the Terminator is, 
is a T-800 <laughs> Simonide Systems Model 101, or the T-850, as it was known to Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, is a highly advanced and by modern standards, highly nigh-unstoppable killing machine created by the rogue military AI Skynet. They are prominent threats in the Terminator franchise designed specifically for the purpose of human extermination. Is that from the Robot Supremacy Wiki? You damn well know it. I like is. how you abbreviate it as RSW. It's the RS Dubs. The RS yeah. Dubs. So uh I, I figured we should we should take him from Terminator 2 because that's when he really came into his own. Yeah. You know? Terminator 1, he was a villain. I'd rather do the good guy than the bad guy on this list. Some some bad guys forced their way in here based yeah. on pure charisma. He had a little bit better style in 2, yeah. too, because it was like the early 90s instead of like 84 or whatever the sure. one was. Yeah. yeah. His uh his endoskeleton wasn't claymation. Yeah. In this was one. So <laughs> the stop motion. Yeah. So for strength, dude gets a 10, man. Yeah, he's he's off the charts. He's, he should he probably can get do 11. whatever, wherever, whatever. He could stop a moving 16 or 18 wheeler with his picky finger. Intelligence is a five because he only does what he's computed to do. Yeah, it's either kill John Connor or protect John Connor. Right. Or Sarah Connor. Yeah. And the first one, obviously you can't trust him because his mission was to kill. And the second one, you can trust him completely because he's only programmed to protect you. Yeah. Wit, he gets a six. I mean, he can um, he can learn to be funny from John Connor, but he still doesn't understand what humor is. He just knows, like, okay, maybe this is funny, so I'll say it. Like, yeah. it's computed as funny, so right. he'll say it. <laughs> so, trust, dude gets a flat 10, because, again, you can trust him with your life. I mean, he literally will save you until he dies, until his battery runs out. Yes. Until he falls into lava yeah. on a chain. And, hey... Dude loves to kill people, right? At the beginning of the movie, all John Carter had to do was say, you just can't go around killing people. Why? Because he can't. You just can't. Why? What do you mean why? You just can't. And from then on, no deaths. Did not kill one person after just John Carter Just shot a couple guys in to. the leg. You kneecap a couple guys. <laughs> That's how much on his word this man is. This, this bot is. What about beauty? What are you giving him for beauty? Beauty, it's a highly uh, highly uh, controversial topic in this household. <laughs> we settled on an eight for Arnold. Yeah. 1992 Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's probably yeah. in his late 30s at that point, right? I, I don't know. He's something like that. Yeah, so he's got like the flat top Arnold thing going on at this point. Sunglasses on. He's on the motorcycle looking cool. He's not so much a bodybuilder anymore. He's just really freaking jacked. Yeah. And, and you can tell the ladies were checking him out, not knowing he was a droid. Yeah, uh, a cyborg, if you will. I apologize. Uh, the last wife, not too smitten with him, but <laughs> she was a little down on him, wasn't yeah, a little she? Bit. So we settled on an eight for a total combined score of thirty-nine out of fifty, and our top robot of the list, the last robot standing, T eight hundred Terminator Two. Does he get a Johnny Five trophy? <laughs> like, does the Terminator get the Johnny Five? If as there's the trophy? such a thing as a Johnny Five trophy, I would own it. You want it? I'm not giving it away to anybody. All right. You want it? So if you disagree with the list, please let us know. Please write in. Tell us we're stupid. I do plan on setting out a um, a detailed write up of this list and on a blog post we'll on our website. website. Yeah. Well, it'll be on our website shortly. And um, please feel free to leave a comment on there. Agree, disagree, write us in, email, tell us we're stupid, whatever you want to do. And let us know what movies you guys want to see. Um, before we we uh, send you guys off and, and just want to say thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed it, uh, we're going to get to one email that we got this week, and this one was from Jeremy, uh, referencing our episode on Karate Kid 3. 
with Daniel LaRusso and Terry the Terry Silver. Karate Kid 3, colon. Colon. The Ballad of Terry Silver. Silver, Or Silver's Revenge, as we much said. Jeremy says, I feel like the All-Valley Championship is way darker than we're led to believe. It's like the kids' version of the Kumite. I bet Terry Silver's got some serious betting lines on that beep. (laughs) (laughs) Which I totally can't believe that we didn't make the 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 comparison to that because it kind of is would you have been okay with karate kid being a three-hour movie and spending the last hour at that all valley dude if if terry silver's in it they could make it 12 hours i would have watched a four-hour karate kid three movie i would like to see more of the tournament you know daniel Larusso, he he kind of wussed out didn't have to fight much only had to fight one because terry silver yeah you know put his his stamp on that tournament made sure that he was in the end because he wanted his buddy mikey barnes to win but do you think Mikey Barnes, like, he might, he might have killed a kid in the first round. He might. Maybe I mean, he, he was did. that much better that he was, like, 27 years old. Maybe he did. We just he didn't see it. He probably killed a kid, and we so, just didn't see it. So he's kind of like the Chong Lee, you know? A little bit. I'm yeah. surprised he didn't put some salt in, in yeah. his eyes. He can't cheat. I mean, that, that, that referee, his, his shirt says ref on it. Yeah. Referee. So, like, you can't get anything by him. Give a point, take a point. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, we appreciate the email, Jeremy. Um, I totally agree with you. It definitely is like the Kumite. And uh, I'd like to see that movie made. So Karate Kid Part 4, the part we never saw. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, stay tuned for more. We're going to be doing this for some time. We're trying to go to every other week schedule. Um, we, we are trying to get out good quality episodes to you guys, and we're just afraid we're trying to rush a little bit. So we may take a week off here or there. Um, we're going to try to go to every other week. So if you have any issues with that, let us know, and we'll try to do some more. But uh, for now, we're going to be doing every other week. Um, and if you want to send us an email... It's the last row podcast at gmail.com. Tweet to us at the last row pod on Twitter, Facebook.com, Google plus 415-779-5278 for our voicemail. We're still waiting for some voicemails and, um, you know, let us know what you think. So I guess we'll see you guys next week. See you. See you.